1: Chapter 13, Confessions. Edward in the sunlight was shocking. I couldn't get used to it, though I'd been staring at him all afternoon. His skin, white despite the faint flush from yesterday's hunting trip, literally sparkled. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine, the Sparkle Edition. This chapter was very upsetting. It was so bad. SOS. <laughs> Someone save us, please. <laughs> and like, they literally try to hide it behind sparkles. They're like... He's been stalking you the whole time. He wanted to straight up murder you. He thought you were a demon. But look how pretty and sparkly he is. It's like when your parents snuck your medicine in like pudding. But the medicine is cyanide. And you're like, there's no (laughs) pudding good enough, mom. Yeah, it's exactly like that metaphor. I'll go first for the 30 second recap. Can you count me in? And can you do it, like, with sparkle? Three, two, one, go! So he can sparkle, and then she, like, touches his hand, and then he shows her that he can throw things and break them to make the point that he could murder her at any moment. He puts her on his back like a baby monkey, and they, like, run around the forest together. And she hates it, which I do not understand, but bless her. And then he forces her to let him drive home and basically says, I'm a better driver than you always. That's everything that happened. Oh, and they kiss. (laughs) <laughs> which makes her faint. Also and then he calls her kiss tolerable. Anyway, Julia, you went way over. <laughs> True. <laughs> um okay, are you ready? Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So, they're in the meadow and he's sparkling and he looks super dead but sparkly and he looks like a statue and then they kind of like caress caress each other endlessly while he talks about how much he wants to murder her but he's like oh i won't murder you because i want to have sex with you so bad i've never wanted to have sex before because maybe i'm still a human inside and she's like yeah i've never wanted to have sex before but here we are um and then they go down the mountain and drive home and they kiss (laughs) I mean, so we keep joking, but like what was bleak about it was how much he talks about how much he wants to kill her. And with so many metaphors. Yeah. And with some pretty offensive metaphors, too. Yeah. He's like being a vampire is like being an alcoholic. And I have resisted murdering women for the last hundred years because they were like stale beer but you are like a fine brandy and an alcoholic would have a harder time resisting a fine brandy and I'm like nope that's not how that works okay but we have to talk about what we like first before we talk about all the things that we have complaints about okay yeah go what did you like so in this chapter Bella brings up my point Which is that Edward could turn into a bat. Yeah, that part when I read it, I like screamed with delight. I was like, oh my God, is he a bat? (laughs) But he's not. And the only disappointing part, I wish it was like, Bella said, are you going to turn into a bat? And then he said, no, I'm going to turn into a flock of bats. (laughs) So I enjoyed that part. I can't wait to read your fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be that Edward (laughs) turns into a flock of bats and stays in Alaska. Is it going to follow the life of one of the bugs that lives on the bat? Like a tick that lives on the bat. And and it's ironic because a tick is drinking his blood. Wow. That's next level. Mm -hmm. Million dollar idea right here. I actually had another thing I liked. There was a moment where, okay, let me read. This was honestly spectacular. Okay. I have an idea about what this means and I'm thrilled by it. Bella narrates, his angel's face was only a few inches from mine. His angel's face. It's an apostrophe S. I believe that on one of Edward's shoulders, there is a tiny angel telling him to not eat Bella. And on the other of Edward's shoulders, there is a tiny devil telling him to eat Bella and that when they're about to nuzzle each other in that moment she approaches the tiny angel's face on his shoulder I don't know why you think that's funny that is the only possible conclusion one could come to I didn't notice it but otherwise it would say his angelic face yep it's his angel's face (laughs) what did you love I love a training montage, like in any movie. I think it's because Karate Kid is a foundational text in my life. And so I loved the moment where Edward is like, you have no idea how strong I am and like, I can run fast and then he does a lap and then he goes look at me lift things and he lifts a log and then he goes look at me break things and he breaks the log and I know it's supposed to be like scary because he is showing her that she can't outrun him and that he could just break her but oh my god I was like he's a three year old showing off how macho he is (laughs) and it cracked me up This transitions seamlessly into my advice, which is he doesn't pick up a log. He rips off a branch (laughs) from a tree and then throws it violently against another tree trunk. And so I want his training montage to not involve shredding up the natural world around him. I agree with that. He's already causing so much environmental damage. He, like, kills animals to drink their blood. Yeah, and he's speeding all the time. Yeah, he's burning up fuel. He drives to Alaska for no reason. And he could have run. He's fast. He has no excuses. Yeah, he has a huge carbon footprint. And he's living forever. So the cherry on top of that climate change cake is him ripping off tree trunks for no reason. And they're like little animals that live on branches. Like he's just disrupted a perfectly happy squirrel family. And their acorn stash has just like been brutally moved across a forest next to a family that they don't even like. As we mentioned, troubling things happen in this chapter. So what is a piece of advice that you have? I assume it's for Edward because... Yeah, (laughs) all my advice in this chapter is for Edward. Same. Same. So it's, don't talk shit about Jessica. Yeah, it was so mean. He says about Jessica, it was unquestionably a complication that I couldn't simply read your thoughts to know your reaction. I wasn't used to having to go to such circuitous measures listening to your words in Jessica's mind. Her mind isn't very original and it was annoying to have to stoop to that. And I'm just like, dude, your mind isn't, original or interesting who are you to criticize this like teenage kid's mind and so I just think with great power comes great responsibility and you have this power of reading minds and like don't be a dick about it yeah he was so rude also don't talk shit about your girlfriend's friends I mean part of the conclusion I'm drawing is that Maybe Edward and Bella are getting along so well because they're both such unbearable snobs. Yeah, I feel like if Edward read my thoughts, like, I am almost always thinking about what I get to eat next. And so I guess I just, like, reading this, I'm like, you would think that I'm boring. And I'm not, you jerk. Edward wouldn't be pleased with me either. So my advice to Edward is what we do for you, Edward. When we're finding you annoying, we sing what you said. If you're finding Jessica's inner thoughts annoying, just set them to music in your head. Do-wop them. That's my advice. Yeah, or just don't listen in. Yeah, I, you could also do that. Julia, what is your second piece of advice? So at one point, Edward calls Bella a little girl. And then at another point, he refers to the classmates in science class as children. Yeah. So it's clear that he knows that they're children, yet he still wants to date Bella. He has all the facts in place. I want him to have a meditative moment, maybe go back on a retreat to Alaska and think about why he's trying to date someone who is a child. I also think that like this is the kind of justification that people who take advantage of children make right of like but we're soulmates yeah so my advice to edward is put the puzzle pieces of the situation together and make the right choice to not be with bella Ooh, take a step back creepiness level and like put together like a map like on conspiracy theorist walls like newspaper clippings. It's like, she's a child tied to, I want to date her, and then cut the <laughs> rope. <A> string. <laughs> exactly. Okay, great. What's your second piece of advice? My second piece of advice is around this really weird scene when Bella's getting ready to drive home, which is a fight that they have already had. He's already agreed to let her drive. She has already said that his driving makes her uncomfortable. And he keeps insisting that he drive her home. She says three times that she does not want him to drive, that it makes her uncomfortable. She's worried about her car. She's worried about her safety. And he absolutely controls her. He says, no, you're emotional. You can't drive. It's like you're drunk because you're near me. And that's the same as being intoxicated. Cause you can't drive. He's constantly comparing himself and her to alcohol and she's not drunk on him. Like I have emotions and drive all the time. (laughs) Women are not too hysterical to control big machines. Women presidents are not going to like get their period and nuke Russia. These are like not things that you have to worry about. Do not tell women that they can't do things because of their emotions, because it makes us mad. It reminded me of your dazzling point, because he goes, you're intoxicated by my very presence. And then she says she can't argue with that. Yes, you can argue with that. That's not true.
0: (laughs) Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
1: So I took some other notes. I take notes every chapter and I just wanted this chapter was so rich that I just wanted to share my little one liners with you. Okay, this was a quote. The smell of his breath makes my mouth water. (laughs) (laughs) So gross. Well, maybe my theory was right. And he smells like cotton candy. Yeah. She hasn't eaten all day. Yeah. yeah. Which is another like Edward. Just because you don't eat doesn't mean she doesn't eat.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a serious thing that I noticed. Did you notice this? When Edward is talking about how they were in that little office with the iconic Mrs. Cope, who we've discussed as the administrator and finally learned her name. And Bella blames herself for him almost killing yeah. her. I know. So, oh, I was so scared to think that I could be responsible for Mrs. Cope's death. I was like, wow, you don't understand what responsibility <laughs> means. <laughs> I did indeed notice that as well. But I don't want to give Bella advice. He sucks. Yeah, that didn't make the cut for me. Totally. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. (laughs) When have you ever heard of a sexy piggyback ride? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, I straight up disagree with you on that. Well, did you feel disappointed that you were talking about your motion sickness and then it turns out that even Edward's piggyback rides still make you motion sick? Well, do not steal my care package idea. Oh, sorry. Would you like to share? (laughs) Yes. So I think she needs some motion sickness medicine. I have a couple of recommendations. The C bands really work. I sent them to my sister-in-law when she was pregnant with my nephew and they really helped her. And then the other thing I recommend is traveling with saltines. A saltine or two can really help with nausea. It is disappointing for me to learn that being carried around still comes with motion sickness. But can you imagine, like you and I both love to walk and like you and I will walk a whole city, like in a day, right? 15 miles, no problem. But at the end, you get so tired. Can you imagine just saying, carry me? I'd wear heels. You would walk 15 miles in heels to get carried home? No, I would wear heels if I wanted to, because I'd be like, if I don't want to walk anymore, I'd make him carry me home. Edward, always there, always stalking you, ready to carry you at a moment's notice. I just think it's the one upside of Edward. So yeah, the other thing I would get her is goggles, because it sounds like he goes so fast that it like burns her eyes. And so I feel like some ski goggles so she could still enjoy the view without it burning her eyes. This is only getting less sexy. <laughs> I don't need it to be sexy. It's functional. And what is sexier than goggles and heels? <laughs> I was thinking maybe, do you know, Um, in ancient times, when people <laughs> used to carry around other people on these little, like, trays? <laughs> I don't know what they're called. Like Cleopatra. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. Edward could put her into one of those little chairs and then carry her around, and that would be way sexier. You're talking about those backpacks that people put toddlers in, right? It's like that, but it's a it's like a velvet chair. <laughs> it's a velvet backpack that people hike with toddlers in. Yeah, Strap in bells. <laughs> what do you want to put in her care package? So I have a theory about Edward sparkling where, like, when sunlight hits the ocean and makes the UV impact more powerful. So I'm worried about her UV exposure when she's near him, when he's sparkling in the sun. So I wanted to get her a really good SPF sunscreen to apply before he sparkles to mitigate that, that sun damage that's happening to her skin. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Like he's snow.
0: Mm-hmm, like you can mm-hmm. get
1: more sunburn. Exactly. Yeah. While skiing. Again, my ski goggles would help. Genius. Ski goggles, a little bit of white zinc across her nose, and she is ready for a hot date with Edward Saltines in one hand, her heels in the other. No, heels on her feet. I'm gonna dress up at that as Halloween. And everyone be like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Bella Swan from the Twilight series. Great, and I'll dress up as a flock of bats with a toddler backpack on my back. And when people are like, What are you? A creepy bat, I'll be like, no, I'm Edward Cullen, obviously. And then when the party's over, you can keep your heels on and get in the toddler backpack and I'll fly us home. Wow. I can't wait. Don't forget to put saltines in your backpack. (laughs) Things to look forward to after coronavirus starts to end. So what do you think is going to happen next chapter? Okay, I know I've predicted this before, but I think this is the time that Charlie finds out about Edward, and he's caught so many trout that he has a trout to spare, and he pulls the trout out of his like fish basket and he challenges Edward to the duel by bitch slapping him with one of the trout. Pew pew. On guard. What's Edward gonna fight him with? That branch. <laughs> but But the squirrel family is going to come out of the branch and fight on Charlie's side. And so it's going to be a team of squirrels and a dead fish and Charlie on one side and only a flock of bats on the other. Squirrel and fish win every time. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a costume contest victory from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as vampire baby by the angel Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan and I am the devil on your shoulder. Don't kiss me. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and distributed by Acast.